introduced them, told them who they were, except for one that I left out and ignored. My wife, Kelly. <laughs> and I paid for it. Sometimes I still pay for it. She has a long memory. Hopefully I've learned something in the last, you know, few years. And I want to start with her. What a blessing to have you beside me, to support me. I enjoyed listening to those, those uh, charges that you gave her. And I want to tell you that she's true to all of those. Before this morning, she said, don't do your hair weird. Don't chew gum when you're up there. Don't cry. I failed on one of those, at least. I hope my hair's not weird. Uh, but she started crying before I did, so um, you're a blessing to me, and I'm glad we can share this together. She's going to make a good first lady. That's what I've been calling her. <laughs> I'm thankful for the words that have been spoken for Casey Wayne Mills, my best friend, college roommate. He did take care of me. Um, boy, we could tell some stories. don't have time to tell them now. But uh, a blessing in so many ways. But I'm especially thankful for the words you said, but for the charge that you shared with the church of the seeds that are planted and the harvest that is coming. I'm so excited about that. I'm thankful to have my family here. And I was a little challenged by the words that Pastor Moore said to me, challenging me as a pastor. Because one of the requirements was to have a family that submits to your leadership. And as he's already confessed, he started ordering me around today. <laughs> when we finish this song, you're going to come down and you're going to do this. What a blessing to have you share. He called, he called me last night. He said, I, I have to go three to five minutes. I'm not sure I can go three minutes. I can tell that he's already gotten in ministry and he's already been growing in ministry because for a pastor, three to five minutes is just hello, Right? Your words are wonderful. I can see God's work in your life. It's great. Someone, a friend of mine who doesn't go to this church, called me yesterday just to congratulate me when he heard what was happening. And he said these words. He said, you need to write down somewhere, I wanted this. I wanted this. When we saw uh, Casey Wayne this morning, he shook my hand and said, my condolences. I mean, congratulations. <laughs> and Pastor North, Mark Northcutt said, you know, a dog chases a car, but does he ever stop and wonder what's going to happen when he catches it? <laughs> I think I know what I'm in for. You never know what you're in for, right? But one thing I am confident of is that God has big plans for this church, for you as a part of this church. And I'm excited about what he has in store. And so I, the heaviness that I feel is just the enormity of the moment and of what God is going to do. And I'm excited about it. But I also know that in my own strength, I'm not up to the task. Because if it were my own strength, we already found out that Pastor Morris would have gotten rid of me quite a while ago. It's the Holy Spirit. I'm honored that you're here. I'm honored that you showed up today acknowledging that you welcome me as your pastor because you don't have to be here you could choose someone else you could choose somewhere else and I take that responsibility very seriously 
I had some remarks to, to give. I'm going to whittle them down a little bit and just focus on a couple of things and tell you. A pastor is a shepherd. The word pastor comes from a Latin word for shepherd. That makes you sheep and I'm the shepherd. The shepherd does a lot of things for the sheep. He feeds the sheep. He leads the sheep. He protects the sheep. All of things that, that I want to do for you as, as part of this church. But there are two things about the pastor that I want to say that are apropos that God shared with me to share with you. Number one is that the, the shepherd knows his sheep. And inherent in that is he loves his sheep. I love this church. And when I say I love this church, I don't mean this building. There's some things I love about it and some things I hate about it. You're here long enough, you're going to find those things, right? I love you, the people that make up this church. I really do. We're blessed to have some wonderful people here. And, and, and I love getting to know you. I love the moments that we share. Some of you I know better than others. Others of you I look forward to getting to know more. I look forward to, to spending time together. I, I love you sheep. I do. The second thing that I want to focus on what a shepherd does is a shepherd gathers the sheep. Listen to this scripture that you're probably well aware of. It comes from Luke chapter 15. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. And he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. A good shepherd goes outside of the pen to find lost sheep. Paul, in his letter to the Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 1, said this, Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Today I want to tell you this. I plan on doing my best to continue to follow the example of Jesus Christ in my life. I'm not perfect despite all the good things you heard today. I'm just a person who, who messes up just like you do. But I do my best to follow the example of Christ. And my challenge to you as sheep is to you to follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Because that is the position that, that God has put me in here as pastor, as your pastor. And in doing so, I challenge you to do what I do, love the sheep. We're pretty good at that already. You are a loving church. We are a loving church. I hear it from many people who come and they say they feel the love. So continue to love the sheep. Because more sheep are coming. And sometimes sheep don't smell very good. Sometimes they're ornery. Sometimes they have problems that make, make them a little vicious. The sheep are coming. Love the sheep. Let us be a church that loves all the sheep, the lost sheep. And follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. My heart is to go after the lost sheep, to go out into this world where people are hurting. There might be a few sheep that wander into the pen. That's not usually how it happens, though. 
what the shepherd has to do is go after the sheep that are lost. I might can go after a few sheep. We can go after a lot of sheep. And I want to challenge you to go after the lost sheep. We must go to a hurting world and offer them hope. We must go to a world of people who are searching for happiness in the wrong places and show them the real source of joy. That's what I want to challenge you to do. There are a lot of other things that I plan to do as a shepherd of sheep, but those are the two that God blazed on my heart to share with you today, and I want you to join me in those things, to love the sheep and to go after the lost sheep. I've never been installed before. It sounds a little bit like an appliance or a battery, so it's a little bit of a strange term. In fact, we struggled with the terminology on this a little bit. We started out by calling it Transitioning Sunday. But the connotations of that are just all wrong. I'm not transitioning, and Pastor Morris is not transitioning, and, you know, that word has some negative things. So we dropped that one. One person saw the post on social media, called her mother and said, Oh, this Sunday is Chris's coronation. I'm still waiting for my crown. I, I like the mantle and the, but a crown, right? <laughs> Ephesians 5, 2 through 4. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them. Not because you must, but because you are willing. As God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve. Not lording it over those who entrusted it to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. So a crown's coming. And not just for me, for you as we follow Jesus. And what do we do with our crowns? Matthew, if you will, put Revelation 4, 10 through 11 up there. And you can just put it up there. I'm not reading it. Just look at what it says. What do we do with crowns? We lay them before the feet of Jesus. All of this, all of today, it's not about me. You might have, people have come to me and said, it's your big day. It's, it's not about me. It's not about Pastor Morris. It's not about achievements. It's not about successes. Those things are nice, but that's not what I want today to be about. Today is about glorifying Jesus. Today is about glorifying the Lord. Today is about reaching out and making disciples, growing more and more in love with the Lord. That's what really matters. I'm so grateful for the words that have been spoken today. Please understand that. It, it means the world to me. I'm so blessed to have my family here. I'm so thankful that you guys all made, made the effort to come. Um, I'm so glad to have the sheep that I love here. I'm so blessed that you're here and your words of encouragement just lift my spirits. It's, it's a wonderful thing. But you know what I'd love the most? For somebody to grow closer to Jesus. What I'd love the most, if there's some person here and you haven't made a commitment to follow Jesus, 
and you decide to follow him and make him the Lord of your life. That would mean more to me than my family being here, than the good words that are spoken. It would mean more to me than anything. Because let's keep our priorities straight. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. That's what matters the most. I want to ask you to stand up, if you will, and um, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. And as we do, just close your eyes, focus on the Lord. And I want to ask you, as this first Sunday, as your senior pastor, if you are here and you don't have a relationship with Jesus that's more important than anything else in your life, maybe you know him and you've read about him, but you don't have that relationship where it's all about Jesus. He loves you. He died on a cross for you. And Jesus himself said, you must be born again. When he talked about being a shepherd, he said, I am the gate. No one enters the gate except through me. It comes with a relationship with Jesus. If you don't have that relationship, if you haven't invited him in to be the Lord of your life, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. To ask Jesus into your heart. To say, I'm a sinner and I want to be forgiven of my sin and I want to know that I'm promised heaven and I want to be your child. I want to be born again. If you're here today and that touches your heart and that's what you want, I just want you to raise your hand high and, and you can open your eyes and look at me. Is there even one here or more than that that would make that statement? Is there anyone? Amen. You may be watching this live on Facebook if you are, and that you want to make that decision. Ask him into your heart right now. Just pray and tell the Lord that you are sorry for your sins. Ask him to forgive you and come in and be the Lord of your life. And in that moment, he will. There's rejoicing in heaven when you do it. But you can open your eyes and look at me. I want you to know something. I plan on doing this every Sunday. I plan on asking this question every Sunday. So if you go out and bring a lost sheep in, you know they're going to hear that question. I'll ask it, will you bring them? Will you go out and go after the lost sheep? I challenge you to do that. Because I want to see hell lose another one. And people say, I am free. Amen. Will you agree with that? Father, we thank you for this day. and We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. I thank you for a, a church that accepts me as their leader, as their pastor. I thank you, and I'm honored and overwhelmed by it. But more than anything, I'm overwhelmed by you, that you love us, that you forgive us, that you welcome us into your presence. Lord, we're excited about what you have in store for us. We're excited about where our church has come, and we're excited about where we're going. We just pray, Lord, that your will would be done, that we would continue to plant seeds, and we would continue to harvest seeds, and we would see the fruit of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for all that you're doing. We love you. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Again. Let me thank you for being here. Uh
I'm so glad to have Jackson on loan from the Jefferson Church for a Sunday. He agreed to be here, and then, of course, it turned into, will you lead worship? And he was eager to do it. Just like you said, people would be eager. He was eager to do it for us. And I, we were talking about what songs to sing. And, and um, to close, I thought, I want to sing a joyful song. There's joy in the house of the Lord. I have joy in my heart this morning. I hope you have joy in your heart, too, for all that God has done and all that he is going to do. Amen? Let's sing with joy as we worship the Lord together. Exalt you and glorify your name. 
Hallelujah. We shout your praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all that has happened and all that is going to come. Lord, as we go from this place, direct our footprints, to direct our paths to people who need to know your love. And Lord, let us be quick to share our love with all of these lost sheep to build your kingdom here on earth. We love you. We praise you. We glorify you. In Jesus' name, I want everybody to say amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you this Wednesday night as we start back our Wednesday night ministry. Have a great day in the Lord. Fail.